Oracle of Luna is a podcast with me, Bridget Ingalls, as your host. Here we have conversations with real live present day goddesses who are actively and courageously doing their magical work in the world. Each episode is a bewitching journey with relevant discussions on topics such as Wiccan pagan spirituality, writing, culture, magical practices, art, ritual, and the craft in its many forms. My first podcast is with leader of the Women of the Goddess, author, dear friend, and mentor, Janice Van Cleve. Welcome, Janice. Thank you for having me, Bridget. Okay, so let's get started. Um, I have a few questions for you. And um, The first one is, uh, what made you choose Wicca for your spiritual life? Well, I used to be a Roman Catholic and a true believer. Um, And I was a member of Dignity, which is the Catholic gay and lesbian organization. But when the Nazi Pope kicked us out, um, I had to make a choice between faith or integrity. And I chose my integrity. So I took a vacation from all religions for about six months. But spirituality is very important to me. And a girlfriend said, hey, there's a uh, a gathering of uh, Wiccans uh, over here. Um, Do you wanna uh, come with me next next Sunday? And I said, sure. And when we walked in, I saw these women sitting around an altar. And I kid you not, my first reaction was, "Uh uh-oh, the nuns really aren't going to like this. But there were candles, communion, incense, collection plate, same old, same old. (laughs) And besides, there were nice people. And so I've been studying and working with them and finally uh, became a priestess. And uh, I really, really appreciate Wicca because it makes sense. It's not believing in some, you know, authoritarian pope or uh, 72 virgins up in the sky or anything like that. It really makes sense, every part of it. Yes, and uh, internally as well as externally. Yes, yes. Um, Wiccans uh, don't have to um, believe in a bunch of stuff that they – that for which there's no proof. Wicca is probably the most scientific religion because it is based on experience. It's based on experiment. When we try something and it doesn't work, well, then we try something else. Right. Right. And it's, um, I have to say also, um, as a priestess myself, that it's very, um, uh, relevant and, uh, it takes us on a journey where we are not expecting uh, uh, to 
be a spectator or to get our spirituality from a source outside of ourselves. Right, and that's a big one. Our deities are not supernatural, they are natural. And we are really a religion of nature. Right. And, um, you know, as a priestess um, who honor the Sabbat, uh, the Wheel of the Year, um, can you talk a little bit about the Wheel of the Year and how women of the goddess um, observes her Sabbats? Yes. Uh, first, I might uh, introduce the women of the goddess circle. We are a feminist pagan community of women in the Dianic tradition of Wicca. We mark the eight Sabbaths of the year in ritual with like-minded adult women. And it, the wheel of the year rep, uh, replicates the natural seasons of the year. We start out in the dark time with winter solstice. And of course, we do not uh, get all worried that, oh, will the sun ever come back? No, come on. It comes back every year. We know that. Um, what we do is absorb the, the lessons of the dark time. Um, we don't get all frenzied and go to all these uh, parties and gift giving and uh, running up our visa cards. It's a time of quiet. Nature is quiet and we're quiet. Yes. And then we come to Candlemas where we make our decisions and our dedications for what the next year is going to bring. Then there's spring equinox and Beltane and summer solstice. All of these growing the same way nature is growing. Yes. And then, of course, when we come down on the other side, we have Lamas and Maban and finally Samhain when we appreciate death. We dump our baggage, you know. Um, we have this modern, uh, what, uh, phenomenon of born again people. Uh -huh. We get to be born again every year. Yeah. <laughs> every month, actually, when the uh, moon phases. But um, I agree. It's a, it's a beautiful way to create balance and wholeness by echoing the seasons of the year. Um. All right. Well, um, I think that's a beautiful ex explanation. Um, I was wondering um, who has helped you the most on your spiritual journey? Do you have any uh, outstanding uh, influences on you, your spirituality? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, of people, um, there are many, many wonderful Wiccans here in the Seattle area. Yes. Uh, we are very lucky to live in this area. Um, and as I have discovered over the last, um, 30 years, actually, that I've been doing this, golly, that's a long time, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, that, um, there are more, there are more pagans in the, um, Pacific Northwest than there are Catholics. Yeah, um, oh, that's interesting statistic. But, um, yes, there are many, many people, we, the founder of the Women of the Goddess Circle back in 1990, uh -huh. Charmel, uh, she was a great teacher. And then next was Andine, and Andine was a very compassionate teacher. Mm. And then um, about the year 2000, um, 
I uh, started leading the circle and we, we changed our uh, organization a little bit. We are not a coven. We're not a grove. We are a circle, an open circle. We welcome all adult women over 18 of good intent and who sincerely subscribe to our purpose. And our purpose is very good rituals and continued learning. Right. We don't pretend to have all the answers. And so we encourage um, sisters who come to us to continue learning. And if they find out something that we have not experienced or known before, bring it back to us. Let's learn. Right. So Janice, uh, did this, the earlier influence, the people that influenced you the most, uh, do they subscribe to the same philosophy as you? Um, we each make our own way in Wicca. Uh, Wicca is not some big book with an inquisition standing behind it to make sure that you do exactly what's been told there. Right. Some, some pagan groups are a little bit more dog, not dogmatic, um, but a little more strict. Um, we expect all the women who come to our circle to be adults, yeah. to be able to learn on their own. We right. can provide a bunch of things. And when, um, when they have, uh, if they find that uh, our circle has pretty much most of what they're looking for, they stay. Yes. If they're looking for a little bit more or looking for something else, like a, in your case, uh, um, you were very much uh, associated with the moon cycles. And that was great yes. because, frankly, it is too much work for one circle to do all the Sabbaths and all the moons and still right. have, you know, a job right. and pay the bills. Right. And people, um, I will say, I will point out that in the Women of the Goddess uh, rituals, as well as my own Circle of Luna rituals, we at all actively participate in the ritual. It's not a spectator sport type of thing where uh, one one or two priestesses do all the work. No, everybody participates fully in a non-hierarchical manner, and I think that's what makes uh, Women of the Goddess very special. Yeah, we try to do that for uh, for two, well, I'm a, that gets to be, um, I won't put a number on it, but for a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, one, not all of us are available each time. Right. So if everybody is participating in and taking a hand in, in all parts, um, they can fill in. They can take the place. It's cross-training. Sure. Um, the other thing is everybody brings their own special personal energy. Yes. And, and magic. that's what makes it rich and ex a wonderful experience. Yes. It truly weaves the web, in my opinion, and that's mm -hmm. what creates a, a powerful ritual is when everybody is bringing their special energy and creating a whole, uh, to create the whole picture, the whole piece, the whole um, container, and um, that's what makes a ritual powerful, in my opinion. Right, um, and we, um, we encourage people to come to the planning meeting ahead of time. We we get together, now we do it on Zoom, 
but uh, we get together about two weeks in advance and check in with people, see, okay, what's going on in your life now? We are not medieval peasants. <laughs> and so we don't talk about shearing the sheep and we don't talk about harvesting the grain, okay? Right. Um, we're <laughs> urban pagans living in this time. We got bills to pay, we've got jobs, we've got- We're active um, in the, the community. Yeah, there's all kinds of things going on. Yeah. We, that is energy that already exists. Sure. So we gather that energy and use that in our intentions and use that in our, uh, our motives for the ritual itself. Yeah, because which makes it relevant. This, yeah, the Sabbaths are going to happen whether we get together or not, basically. Yeah. We use them to, like a surfboard, we put our energy and put our intentions riding that wave and gives it extra push for the next season. Yeah, and it connects us uh, not only to the seasons, but to each other. And I, I think that ripples out to the, the community and to the world at large um, for a very healing, um, powerful, uh, psychological, spiritual, and physical experience. Right, and when everybody contributes, uh, whether they're a long-term member or just brand new, when they all contribute to the planning, then they all have an investment in the ritual. Right, right, which makes it more powerful when yes. everybody's fully, fully in the game, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, that really, I think that's a really great synopsis of um, Wicca and your, your philosophy and your outlook on uh, your circle as well as Wicca. Um, I do want to ask you, you are also a very prolific writer uh, who's written many articles and books on many diverse topics. Um, what inspires you to write, Janice? Um, the, um, well, I just published a book called Brain Farts. And, and the first story <laughs> in there, brain farts. <laughs> brain farts, yes. <laughs> And the, the first story, it's, a, it's an anthology of 57 of my uh, best stories over the last 20 years. Oh, but the awesome. inspiration for, uh, for writing, uh, one of the other writers that I know um, asked that question. They said, why do we write? It's because yeah. we have to. Yes. If a musician has to play music, a writer has to write. And so I incorporated into four goddesses. There's the goddess Deadlina. She okay. is the inspiration for most writing. You yeah. gotta meet the deadline. Yeah. There's the goddess Fascinata, where you're just fascinated about the subject and you have to write, and that's the only way you can experience it is to write it. The third goddess is um, Audiencia. Oh, Janice. We would really love to have another story. Okay, got to write another story. But the most powerful one is out of my way. You just, you're just fingers on a keyboard. She's the one doing the writing. Yeah, inspired. A lot of times um, I'll be writing. I don't know how the story's going to end. I'm just, I'm just putting it in there. Yeah, and I, uh, I mean. Uh, speaking for myself, I, I'm also an author. I uh, I get in the zone, and when we are in the zone, we meet uh, our muse, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, being inspired is part of spirituality, I believe. And being creatively connected is, uh, like you said, is a connection to the goddess. Right. Now, I've got a lot of articles out on Witchbox. That's www.witchbox.org. Is that still a live website? I know they shut down for a little bit. They shut down, but I can still get in there every once in a while. Um, okay. Some of my stories, that's another, that's another book that's waiting to be written is to collect those stories too, yeah. the, the spirituality stories, and put them in a book. But now that we can self-publish, it is so easy. Yes. It's, it's uh, wonderful. It's revolutionary, actually. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait around for a publisher to finally accept you and your work. It's uh, do it yourself and, you know, get it out there. It's, it's That's amazing. right. It's amazing. That's right. No, I got my, uh, my master's in medieval history and, uh, oh. you know, 3,000 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then I had to get a real job. And so. Yeah. And so. Like um, most of us, we work yeah. jobs. We're witches, but we, we work. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, after I retired, um, I could engage, uh, engage my writing uh, completely, and I became an archaeologist. And I started working with the Maya in Central America. And I've got many books out there on them. And that, that website is http colon slash slash mayas, M-A-Y-A-S dot doodlekit dot com. Okay. And there's and a whole list are, of my books out there. Okay. And what are some titles about, uh, of your Mayan books? Well, um, one I'm working on uh, right now, well, well, the first two were biographies, um, biographical novels. Okay. Um, 18 Rabbit. I figured anybody that's got a name of 18 Rabbit should have a book about them. Yeah. And then the founder, Yashkuk Mo, of the uh, Mayan city of Copan. And um, uh, those are entertaining and fun. Uh -huh. But as a good archaeologist, I also write very dull stuff, too. Like the um, the kings of Copan in their own words, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where I took all of the um, all of the inscriptions that we've gotten our hands on and translated them, and then um, put them in a book. This is right. them speaking to us. Okay. Um, and you traveled uh, as well. Uh, yes. To yes, I in, I indulge myself. The traveling, the only place I haven't been is Australia. Okay. But you've been, the Congo. been a worldwide traveler, which is amazing. Yep. I've been to, I've, I've been in Lake Baikal, swimming in Lake Baikal, kayaking in Antarctica, hiking on Greenland. Um, wow. I did, uh, when I visited Egypt, I got inside one of the pyramids got down into the very bottom and got to lay on the sepulcher itself. Uh, what a great life experience. It is. It is. Wonderful. But then I was all alone. I had to wait for a, 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 a German tourist to come down and take my picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But you're glad that they came down, right? (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to stay in there overnight. Right. (laughs) And um, I also am engaged in a language program in Europe where I go to either Spain or Germany and uh, work in an English immersion uh, week Mm -hmm. with uh, students. Teaching English. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That's which is which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And you get do you get paid for that room and board type of thing? Just the room and board. Yeah. And the the opportunity to actually meet people. I mean, you can get a postcard with the Eiffel Tower on it. Yeah. But sure. to actually engage with the people who live there and get into their lives and their work and um that is really rewarding. Yeah. Because you really immerse yourself in the culture, and uh, I, mm-hmm. I believe we're we're all global citizens. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And this spaceship is really kind of small. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I also uh, engage in other and uh, other pagan activities besides my circle. Because I encourage, and I encourage everybody else to, too, because everybody's got something to offer. Yeah. And so I am the, I uh, go to Spring Mysteries every year. Uh, This is the, our pagan celebration Mm -hmm. on the, uh, celebrating the Demeter Cory myth. Four days, 300 pagans. And who puts that on? That That was Aquarian Tabernacle Church. Okay. And this year they did it on Zoom, which is kind of a kind of daunting. Yeah. No, it's not kind of daunting. It's really daunting. Yeah. But they did a terrific job. Good. And I also go to Gnostic Mass with uh, the Horizon Lodge. Um, and they're doing it on Facebook now, which I don't, I refuse to get on. So I'm not participating in that right now. Yeah. But um, with COVID. You know, pandemic it's it's making it so challenging for so many groups and covens and circles but uh i believe Mm -hmm. that we're all transitioning with the times and uh doing our best to keep things alive well it teaches us um we get in a rut when we we're doing all the same kind of thing the same way and then when that's blocked we have to find new and creative ways to express our religion to express our love, to express our energy, and um, I might uh, might mention right here the uh, website because I encourage everybody uh, who's enjoying the podcast to come to uh, to our website. It is okay. HTTP. Janice, uh, I just wanted to mention uh, we wanted to move on. I wanted to move on to my last one of my last questions was oh sure. Uh, how do you see Wicca evolving in the future? And, mm. uh, you know, we were talking about how COVID has, has been hugely influence, influencing uh, the Wiccan community. Um, but other than maybe, you know, eventually we're going to come out of this time. Um, how do you see Wicca evolving in the future? Well, um, it's been uh, something that we've seen ever since the 60s and keep growing from there. Paganism, whether it's Wicca or Asertu or any of the other um, expressions of a pagan natural religion, mm-hmm. um, is the fastest growing religion in the world. Yes, it is. 
And uh, we see more and more people going there. It's, it's like the Renaissance. Yeah. Oh, we can think for ourselves. Right. We can oh, create. we can create our own religion. Yeah. Oh, we can experience nature and science and Magic. Uh, spirituality mm -hmm. in our own way. And it's much richer that way. And um, relevant. Mm-hmm. And it's in tune with the seasons and with yes. nature and with right. We're not all existence. Nature. Mm -hmm. And um, as we enter now into the Samhain, into the dark time of the year, um, it teaches us also that, oh, no, the dark is not bad. The right. dark has its lessons to teach us, too. That's right. Dark is uh, doing the shadow work and meeting the shadow. And the darkness within uh, makes us uh, appreciate the light and the lighter parts of ourselves. There's a definite balance between light and dark in, in each of us and mm -hmm. also in all the seasons uh, in every life cycle, really. Yes, yes. And this repeated cycle of the seasons every year, experiencing each one of them new, um, is richly rewarding. Yes, um, and balancing. Yeah, the um, Catholics have confession. We've got Samhain. <laughs> right. Uh, Samhain, um, uh, how does Women of the Goddess uh, usually, typically, without COVID, uh, how do they usually celebrate Samhain? Um, I know last year and the years before uh, when I've attended, we usually go into the dark, into the void, uh, into the underworld. Um, can you just, you know, explain a little briefly, uh, a little bit sure. about your a typical Samhain ritual? Sure. Um, we meet. Uh, we meet in silence, everybody hooded and cloaked, and one at a time, uh, a gatekeeper takes each woman and sends her down into the underworld. Along the way. She is challenged by two or three goddesses, and then she is enters the underworld, which in uh, in the last couple of years at my house is the garage downstairs. Yeah. And it's and cold and dark down it's, there. <laughs> it's all covered in black. Yes. All the way around, with yep. just an altar in the center, with one candle on it, chairs around the outside, and an altar in the corner for Esmeralda. Esmeralda is a skull. Anyway. To honor the dead, basically. To honor the dead, right. And um, what we do is allow ourselves to release, to let go, and even let go of life itself so that we are open to whatever message the goddess wishes to inspire us with during the dark time of the year. Um, it really is such a relief, such a, a liberating experience to be able to just, okay, that was last year, and I, I screwed up this, and I screwed up that, but I can let it go. And I got uh, cross-threaded with this person, and I didn't really treat that person very well. I have the opportunity now to let that go and improve. Yeah. And let's, I can let's, I can renew myself. Sure. You can't renew yourself if you're still holding on to the old self. Right. You can't rebirth, basically. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's all about life, death, and rebirth. And one of my books is called Dandelion. And it's everything you wanted to know about life, death, and rebirth. Oh, okay. Is that a children's book, by the way? Oh, yes. It's a children's okay. book for adults. Right. Okay. I remember reading it a while ago. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe uh, Salen uh, has been totally commercialized and made into a, kind of a just a goth uh, makeup and fashion kind of statements. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really about the deep connection to death, ancestors, and release, like you were talking about, so that we can rebirth into a new and rebirth and transform into new ways and uh, new aspects of ourselves. It's very, it's a very deep religious, uh, internal, spiritual experience. Um, which I believe uh, Women of the Goddess and certainly Circle of Luna also uh, celebrate as well as many other uh, Seattle Wiccan communities um, and circles. But I do think that it's very important to honor, honor death as well as life and uh, doing a, a Samhain, uh, leading a Samhain ritual is deeply uh, um, fulfilling and participating in a Women of the Goddess ritual at Samhain is also, I have to mm -hmm. say, very, very powerful. It is indeed. Yeah. It is indeed. Yeah, there's so much that's been commercialized, which yeah. is, I think, is why people are so hungry for something that makes sense. Yes, people want connection to myth and mystery and magic and... Uh, and nature. And nature, to feel connected. And uh, mm -hmm. that's that's uh, where Wicca comes in and, um, you know, pagan practices. So I wanted to ask you um, one last question before we move on is, uh, what do you think that's most hopeful to you about the Seattle Wiccan community? I think the most, uh, the hopeful thing um, is the um, tolerance and respect that everybody shows everybody else. I was, uh, I remember being in ritual with you um, out at Golden Gardens. Yeah. On the sand, on the beach. Yes, we I were remember 15, <laughs> Yeah. We were 15 feet from other people sunbathing and picnicking and stuff like that. Yeah. They let us do our thing. We let them do their thing. Everybody was happy. Yeah. Definitely a tolerant uh, community. Uh, uh, area here as well as in San Francisco. I, I'm originally from San Francisco. It's the same type mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. People honor and respect each other's um, spirituality and that's uh, that's very encouraging. Um, well I think a lot of people here in the Pacific Northwest are are more connected to nature. Yeah. There's a lot of hikers out here. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are aware of the rain like most of the time. Yeah. Um, right. People are are concerned about the wildfires and they're concerned about climate change. Yes. And um, to see people moving spiritual energy in concert with nature is really an experience that they they all appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. And connection uh, to the uh, the nature spirits uh, is super super important and fulfilling. And I, I agree, there's a lot of hikers and 
kayakers and mountaineering type people here in the Northwest. So the connection to nature is, um, is very pre uh, prevalent in this area. And have you noticed, have you noticed that a lot of nonprofits around here are starting out their meetings, acknowledging that we are on uh, Native American soil? Yes. Yes, especially that's something that's just started in the last couple of years, and it's right. just really powerful. It is powerful. It's the the old foundations are crumbling, and uh, the new uh, is coming through. But the old has to transform, and one of the things that's transforming is the old uh, outlook philosophy that the white man came and you know pretty much took over, and we honor all the like Columbus and. Uh, explorers but they actually what they all they did was exploit and plunder and mm -hmm. uh rape and kill so uh we don't honor that anymore we're on a sacred um usually uh i guess i i'm on the duwamish sacred i guess sacred land i believe uh-huh well um one one of the things is in wicca we are in harmony with nature instead of having a book that tells us we are put here to dominate nature. Right. It's about respect, not exploitation. Yes, exactly. And uh, I believe that reverberates through all paganism and Wicca is the, the idea, the concept of respect of nature and respect of uh, us as human beings in conjunction with nature and uh, spirit. So yeah, very powerful energy. Um, all right, well, I think uh, uh, Women of the Goddess here has uh, been marking the Sabbat for 30 years, which is quite an achievement. Uh, how do you feel about that, Janice? I feel very good about that, actually, because of the cross-training because yeah. of our decentralization and because of our structure, we have uh, institutionalized the functions of the Women of the Goddess Circle instead of personalized them. So we don't have somebody as the, we don't have a high priestess. We don't have any, any hierarchy per, per right. se. We elect facilitators to run things every year, mm -hmm. uh, but they run it... Um, you know, democratically, right? And um, and we change around so that uh, different members take that role in different years, right? And that's so that way, that really when, I'm, when I'm when uh, I'm remember there was one Samhain uh, way back when that uh, while the sisters were celebrating in circle here, I was celebrating in Aswan, Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're energetically contributing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's really um, contributes to the success and longevity is the fact that there uh, everybody's a priestess. There's no, you know, uh, mm -hmm. super in, uh, uh, hierarchy that dominates. It's all we're all contributing. Uh, priestess is all. We are all, and uh, I believe that really has contributed to uh, to the longevity of your circle. Yeah, and, and people develop in and of themselves. And as people show new talents and new skills, uh, some of them, um, you know, take on more and more. 
others uh, decide that, hey, I've got enough here. Now I can yeah. go start my own circle. Right. Um, like, well, which is what I did. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, yes, indeed. Yeah. And it's, it's a, I feel like uh, personally, gra uh, Wicca is a grassroots movement. It's, um, it's, you start it, you do it, you combine your energies and it grows and it builds power and energy and uh, it's like a, a snowball effect, really. Mm-hmm. And, and okay. it's organic. Organic. Yeah. Organic, yes. Mm -hmm. Because it's moving in harmony with nature, then um, since if you erase nature, you're going to erase every, all the people. Um, so we, we're all here. And it grows with grows with nature. Yes. Um, all right. Well, uh, just to kind of wrap things up, um, I want to thank you for being here. And, uh, you know, really, it's always a pleasure talking with you. And it was great hearing about your philosophy, your background, uh, your writings. Uh, do you have any, any other things you want to bring up? I want to make sure that in this uh, podcast that uh, we mention the Women of the Goddess website. Yes. What, and what is that, Janice? It's http colon slash slash w-o-t-g women of the goddess dot doodlekit dot com. Okay, great. Um, thank you so much, Janice. And uh, always a pleasure talking with you, and I'm excited to uh, to post this uh, first podcast, the Oracle of Luna, and uh, blessed be. Have a wonderful blessed hour. be to you too. Yes, very well. Thank you, and uh, yeah. keep on witching. <laughs> <laughs> keep on witching. Very <laughs> be. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Signing off. Bye bye.